Let's get a level check, level check, level check. Don, what you got? Hello, check. One, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six. Cadillac Jack, I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act, a podcast where we talk about things you're already talking about with family and friends, conversations about current events and pop culture, trends, headlines in the news, music, country music specifically, and often revealing and endearing conversations about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Welcome to Cadillac Jack, Donna Jack, my second act. My name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. Um, have you, okay, well, first of all, I just said, um, and I'm going to try not to say, um, this episode because I am. So sorry. If you listened to the last episode, it was really annoying. I said like, um, like a thousand times. So I'm going to try to catch myself and not say, um, um, now you're going to go back and listen to the episode and you'd be like, God, she is annoying. You know, I don't think so at all. I'm really not a professional at all. So I just try to do my best here. But anyway, uh, oh, oh, see, I almost did it. I almost did it. All right. But we're okay. gonna, we're, as long as we're progressing, we're doing better. That's all we can ask. You know, that's all we can do. I know. But like now I'm going to be so cognizant of it this episode. Right. Have you ever like. There's something like maybe it's uh, something you always trip over. And I'm not talking about at your house. Like it's somewhere. And it's so obvious that this thing that a company needs to fix it, but they just don't do it for whatever reason. Do you ever know what I'm talking about? Like maybe you park somewhere like at your work or whatever. And you're just like, why won't they move that trash can that I keep almost running into or whatever? I'm going to give you an example. So I go to the Zaxby's, you know, the one up there on, uh, Winward, not Winward, uh, Old Milton. Right. So I go there a couple of times, not, not often, but I just went again. And like probably a month ago I went there and when you're sitting at the drive-thru and you're, they give you your food and you're about to pull out, sometimes this little fellow that works the, uh, window says, make sure when you take off, you turn sharp to the right. And I'm like, but if you don't follow his directions, you basically have the opportunity to slam into a metal pole that they have built way too close to the drive-thru. What is the purpose of the metal pole? Don't know. So it kind of dovetails into that conversation that we've had before where if they have to make a sign or they have had to have this little boy lean out the window as he's handing you your peach tea to say, turn sharp to the right. Or maybe he's just like, aware oh, it's me and I can't drive. You know what I mean? I don't could know. Could be. Could be. But I'm like, why? So tonight, I haven't been back in a month. I did turn sharp right last time. And there's this guy in front of me, and they don't say the turn right sharp, this person hanging out the window. And when he takes off, he kind of like jerks his wheel to the right. I don't know if he scraped his car or what. Slams on his brakes, gets out of the car. Now I'm about to run into him in the drive-thru, but I'm just waiting. So I roll down my window because I'm thinking, this is going to be good, you know? And I really have a lot to talk about. So this, this is like, this just happened. Okay, this is fresh content. So he is, he leans into the window and he goes, who is the manager here? What's the male version of a Karen? A Ted? Bob. Bob. Okay, well, it was Bob. And they were like, he's not here tonight. And he's like, well, I need a card or a name or a number. And it took like 15 minutes for them to like find Jim Bob who owns the Zaxby's number and get the phone number, you know, just the whole thing. And the guy says, is everything, so the other guy that was, I guess, the shift manager or whatever, he's like, is everything okay? And I'm hearing all this because I'm like right on his tail. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Because now I'm, I'm like at the window because I'm trying to get my food. 
So he says, well, he said, is everything okay with your food? Did something happen? And he said, no, I, I just about took the front end of my car off. And I leaned out my window and I said, that, that, that's, that happens. That happens. All right, well, why, why are you in, in interjecting yourself into a uh, conversation that doesn't involve you? Because I'm me. Okay. Well said. Simple fair, answer. Fair, fair. So he, he gets back in his car and drives off. And I pulled up to the window and I said, this is bullshit. Okay. And the little kid goes, what is? And I said, y'all are having to, like, now you've got people calling your manager. I was here two weeks ago and I had to be told to turn sharply right. Why don't you take that pole down? And he's like, I don't know. People complain all the time. That's what I'm talking about. Like something where, okay, at the racetrack that I go to to get my Slurpee, they lock the doors from like 11 p.m. No, they've started much earlier. I want to say like 930 or whatever, but they're there. So they come over and they unlock the door and let you in to get whatever you want. And then they lock it again. And one of them stands over there. So the other day I came in and they unlocked the door. I mean, it's 945. And I said, should I be concerned about this? And they're like, what? And I said that you're having to allow me to come in and allow me to leave. This has happened a couple of times. This is a new policy procedure. No, but we just, we're trying to get closed earlier and it helps. We don't have so many people in here. So they're ferrying people in and out of the store um, in smaller groups so that they can clean up and, and restock and, and, and be on their way and off for the night quicker. Right? Yes. And as a retail manager, you love it. A little of this like really sings to my heart because I cannot tell you how annoying if you do this, shame, shame, shame on you. Like people come in and they're like, what say it's uh, 10 till nine. Really? Okay. 920. No, I'm sorry. 840. What time do you close? Nine o'clock. Okay. I, I mean, you know, normal people be like, okay, I'm just going to look really quick. I'll be out. I'm like, no problem. Whatever. These people who just, they have no intention of buying anything. They're walking around with a glass of wine, just walking around, touching everything, picking everything up that you've just folded or hung up or whatever you've done, and they stay past nine. Well, isn't that your responsibility, though, to uh, shepherd those folks? Well, we try not. Now, listen, I have two kids that, one, who just cracks me up, he makes an announcement. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, the store's going to be closing soon, very I mean, soon. Listen, I think it's a great idea. But we're not at Walmart. I mean, it's doesn't not matter. a big store. It doesn't, doesn't matter. I think it's personal when it's a smaller store. I think it's a great I know, idea. but we're just not that kind of store. But at the same time, I think it is incumbent upon people to have manners. It's like because their life, picking up books and putting them in the wrong places, is so much more important than my life when I've been working all day, and it's time for me to go home. I think somebody needs a nap. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I walked into an antique store uh, two nights ago, closed at 530. It's probably 525. I was looking for something specific. I knew exactly where to go. Uh, I walk in, though, and this man, the, the, one of the owners, I believe, uh, kind of stalks me a little bit and is, is like on my tail. Uh, we closed at 530. We closed at 530. I said, sir, I, I, I understand that. I know your hours. I'm going to be just a moment, and I'll be out, in, in, out of your parking lot and out of your life by 530. I promise you that. And I was. Uh, so I think that there's some people that really have a Yeah, now see that's rude and that's what I'm saying. You have to walk a you have to walk a thin line. You have to be careful. You have to straddle the line. You can't run people out. And and normally I'm like, you know, sometimes I'll say, 
I'm going to be here anyway. I've got to, you know, so you're fine. It's, but sometimes like Christmas Eve or something, it's just like, come on, you know? I think you have to be careful though, telling them that you're going to be there and it's okay to shop as late as you want, because then you set a precedent and, um, I don't know. I think that that could be dangerous. I think you're setting yourself up for, uh, that, that policy being created by the customers and not you, the uh, general manager. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, maybe. You know. All right. So tomorrow, and we, we, we had many conversations during the podcast about this a year ago, about the severe tornadoes that struck and uh, just devastated the south side of Atlanta, specifically an area uh, about 35, 40 miles south of Hartsfield, Spalding County, S-P-A-L-D-I-N-G. No U. Did you know that, Donna? No. Everybody tries to spell it with a U. There's no U in Georgia's spelling of Spalding. Uh, city no, of I, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, City of Griffin is the county seat. Uh, and, and, and so the city was just torn apart by it. At one point, there were four F2, F3 tornadoes on the ground at the same time. Um, some of them as, as, as wide as 14 football fields. Think about that for a moment. Just mm. absolute devastation. Was a year ago, if you're listening on Upload Day, uh, was a year ago, Friday, January 12th, 2023. Um, today, Friday... January 12th, 2024, in the forecast, damaging winds, hail, uh, strong storms, and tornadoes in the forecast for all of Atlanta and uh, central and north Georgia. The irony is almost Shakespearean. Uh, the, the, the irony that, that one year to the day, you have the exact same forecast, and it was a year ago to the day that there were tornadoes popping up all over. I think there were a total of 14, 15 tornadoes that uh, were, were, were launched in Georgia on that day, a year ago, on Upload Day. And it was uh, absolutely devastating. And, and, and so we had planned, uh, Donna and I host a morning show as well on Atlanta's The Bear 92.5, 5.30 till 10, Cadillac and Donna, The Bear 92.5. That's one of my home main jingles. We're going to start cycling in, Donna, by the way. Hmm, I love that. Um, so we planned a, a breakfast to mark the one year. Uh, I don't like anniversary, but the one year what? The one year... Um, Uh, date? What would you say, Don? The one year anniversary, moment? I guess. I just don't like anniversary. Anyway, uh, the one year mark of of the tornadoes. We one gonna, year mark, yeah. We were going to do a, a a free breakfast for the first responders in Spalding and Griffin County. We were going to broadcast live. We were going to have city officials with us. There was going to be a public uh, roundtable conversation about uh, where we've gone in the last year. We being the city of of Griffin and the county of Spalding, uh, what we've learned, what we know we can do better. Uh, what we didn't do maybe as well as we should have, what we weren't prepared for, what we were prepared for. Just a, an honest conversation, very transparent with city officials in a roundtable type uh, forum. All of that has been shelved now and postponed, not canceled, but sh- uh, postponed because of the forecast, which is the same from one year ago to the day. 539 on this Fox 5 storm alert day. Still some rotation potential as the storms arrive. All week long, we've been telling you Thursday would be a day to be weather aware. Have a level three of five severe weather risk today. I think it's very eerie. I'll be honest with you. You know, that's one year to the day. School systems are already canceling uh, classes for Friday uh, here in Atlanta, Coweta <coughs> County, me. Uh, Meriwether County, lots of counties. I think are, I just got Fulton. Uh, really? Um, let's see. Uh, school clo- uh, yeah. Mm. Clayton County. Yep. Cobb County. Well, we need this list for tomorrow. So, so bookmark yeah. that or do whichever, whatever you have to do. Um, oh, actually, no, it says Fulton and Cobb, no change. It's mainly down on your side of town. On the South side. Yep. 
Just so like I think it was that you should a year ago. Pack, pack your stuff up and hit the road. Yeah. Well, here's what you have to do when you're working <laughs> radio. And you super serve the communities uh, that you broadcast in. And, and people forget, I think, that the, the radio was created. The FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, was created as a government organization to, to oversee and overlook radio stations to make sure that they were doing what they were totally charged with doing from, from day one, and that is to super serve the communities in which they broadcast. That means weather. That means um, all sorts of, uh, what, what else, Donna? That includes um, you know, news and, and, and public, uh, public programming, public affairs programming, things like that, things that we have to keep track of and, and report to the FCC every year in order to renew our license. Uh, it's not about playing records. It's not supposed to be about making money. It's not supposed to be about uh, giving away trips to Vegas to see Keith Urban and Carrie Underwood. We're charged with what? Serving the community and keeping you informed, keeping you safe. And, and so I follow that up by saying, we may have to ride in, into, into the storm uh, after the mm. storm's clear, of course. We did it last year. Um, D-Rock is a personality at the Beer 92.5 where we do the morning show. Um, D-Rock is, a, man, one of my favorite people in the building. My life's better because D-Rock's in it. He is a, a born-again Christian, uh, just a man of the cloth, and, and can quote you Bible verses that you didn't even know existed. Because let me tell you something. I heard him for 12 hours uh, a year ago today. <laughs> When we hijacked the Bear 925 van and loaded it up with batteries and bottled water and Capri Suns for the kids, and we, we just drove down to Griffin. At sun, we were there by sunrise. This is the day after, the morning after. There was, it was an afternoon event, just like uh, the, the, the event this week or tomorrow. Today, depending on when you're listening, it's supposed to hit as well. It's noon to 6 is the window. Um, Donna, the devastation was absolutely numbing. And I remember we were driving from the radio station in Fayetteville to Griffin, about a 30-minute commute. Um, and I kept thinking to myself, where's the damage? I, I, you didn't see anything as you approach Spalding County. Suddenly, you take a turn onto Georgia 16. Um, and there it began. And there were th some of the biggest areas of, of forest and trees and woods I've ever seen in my life that were just every tree on the ground as if they were just toothpicks that were lifted from the, lifted from mm. the earth and, and, and then just uh, thrown right back down because that's what happened. Um, we spent the day with the Griffin Police Department shadowing the Griffin PD and uh, specifically Lieutenant Brandon Walden, who's become a very good friend of the show and a very good friend of mine. And, um, you know, the Griffin PD, what they did is they worked shifts that were, had no end date. They had no end time. Uh, officers of, of the Griffin PD and Spalding County Sheriff's Office worked around the clock for weeks. Uh, and you got to remember, these people also left their families in the path of, uh, of a great danger to make sure that other families, some, often you didn't even know them, complete strangers, to make sure that their families were safe. Uh, it's a very honorable job. Um, and it's one that uh, all first responders, we're talking about PD right now, but uh, fire, rescue, and, and doctors and nurses, all the folks that were on the front lines for the you know, for the pandemic, we're on the front lines for uh, this weather event a year ago. And, and hopefully not as severe a weather event today, but uh, certainly going to have some, some bad stuff here today as well. Uh, but it was, um, it was a long day. It was, it was, it was a scary day. Um, and, and, and a year later, Donna, that community continues to heal. I was down there three days ago. You still see blue tarps. You still see people hurting. You still see businesses that haven't reopened. Many of them small, locally owned businesses. Well, I'm sure that they're... Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure that there are people who are still in almost like not not arguments, but disagreements, still trying to get the proper coverage and payments. 
You know, it's sometimes it's not an easy process with insurance. So it's going to be a long day. Um, yeah. And uh, if you are able, think of the people of South Atlanta. Keep me in your thoughts and prayers today. And uh, we'll cross our fingers and hope for the best. And, and we'll get you that rescheduled date for the big breakfast. Uh, if you are a first responder and you listen to the podcast, we'll get that information to you. Also on the radio, Atlanta's the Bear 92.5, Cadillac and Donna in the morning, 530 till 10. In a recent episode of this podcast, Donna teased a story about a chair. I mistakenly thought that the chair was included, that story was included in the gallery furniture commercial. Uh, turns out I was wrong. And Donna, we're going to share a story about Miss Eileen and a chair at our home that is no longer. Right. Well, so we talked about piano and you are an amazing piano player. If people do not know this, kind of like Jack, you were the state champion in North Carolina. That's right. When I was like 12 years old. How old were you? 12 or 13, I think. Tell us the story. Uh, What did you play? Huh? What song did you play? I don't even remember. It was a Bach piece, I think. Um, I took lessons. Just a Bach piece? I mean, that's like a serious thing. Yeah, no, it was was was, was a beautiful piece, but uh, I don't remember the name of it. Um, I took lessons starting when I was probably 10, I guess, 9 or 10 maybe. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Redding was her name, and she lived just outside Ooh. of our neighborhood, and it was a small walk. Well, any walk for a little hide was a, a long, treacherous walk, but uh, I was able to make it and just would get there and just be just winded and sweaty. Well, what's going to happen to you? Like, were there coyotes? Uh, well, I took lessons like at 4 o'clock in the afternoon after school. And back then you could walk around oh, your neighborhood. Okay. You walk outside of your neighborhood. I don't understand the question. What do you mean? No, but I said you said it was treacherous. Well, any kind of walk for me is treacherous. Oh, okay. You don't like to walk, don't like to run, don't like to drink water. You know? Oh, I see. Just putting the effort in. Yes, I got, I got absolutely. you. Absolutely. I thought you meant like something was going to happen to you on the walk. No, well, you never know. And Mrs. Redding would get so upset because I would teach myself music. I would love to play like pop music, TV theme songs and stuff like that. And so I would teach myself, say, the the the, the theme song to Dallas or Falcon's Landing or uh, Hill Street Blues or something like that. But I would kind of create my own, uh, create my own sound, create my own, uh, mm. uh, uh, you know, composition or um, because I didn't know how to read all of the notes in the sheet music. So I just kind of winged it, you know, and, and Mrs. Redding didn't like that because you don't wing Bach. You know what I'm saying? Um, you can, you can, right. you can yeah. wing, a, you know, a, a TV theme song like The Price is Right or, a, you know, American Airlines commercial or something like that. You can wing that if you'd like, but you can't wing Bach or Beethoven just doesn't sound right. You got to play it the mm-hmm. way that it's written. And so in these competitions that I went to at Lenore Ryan College in Hickory, North Carolina, about 45 miles outside of Charlotte, uh, you, there would be one judge in the room with you and you would go and you'd play your piece and you could, if I recall, you could bring your sheet music with you in. Uh, and then they scored everybody and then they handed out the awards and, um, uh, you know, just by fluke, uh, one year little hide one. And uh, it was a great experience. I, you know, somebody asked me about playing the piano the other day. I don't often do it anymore. If I do, it's when nobody's in the house and I'm able to just play as loud as I want, sing as loud as I want, and just, you know, just hammer around on the piano. Uh, and, and Christmas occasionally. I didn't this year. Uh, but, uh, you know, Christmas carols are great and traditional hymns for Christmas and things like that. But um, piano has been a big part of my life and, and it continues to be in my life, not as certainly as, as prevalent as it was as a young child. Well, we love to hear you play. And, um, yeah, I mean, my mom always wants you to play at Christmas, and I feel like sometimes you hold out on the playing of the piano. But well, we yeah. need to pass, we the, pass the tip hat around, you know, and, and, and maybe I'll get play up. Play loud and proud. Well, I mean, you should just play for the enjoyment of people. How about that? Right, okay. Uh, last time I played publicly was at Mr. Al's um, when, when um, our niece, 
uh, Ava and I performed. Yes, a, I love that uh, one. His 100th birthday, I believe. She had the tuba. Yes, she played the tuba. Yeah, I played she the played the tuba. It was a Saturday Night Live skit. SNL she, skit. And y'all played, uh, oh my, totally. And you played uh, Sweet Caroline, yes, both of you. Because uh, that was his favorite, one of his favorite songs. Neil Diamond, right? Yeah. Um, it was fabulous. I've got the video somewhere. So it's fantastic. My, my mother would Those her, are those family mo- moments. That you wish would go away. That there was no video recording of? No, that you uh, just want to hold on to forever. So my mother would harass Donna and myself and our daughters, uh, Charlotte and Olivia. Charlotte is now a high school senior. Olivia is a sophomore at the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. My mother would harass everybody because she thought that everybody should play the piano. Well, we gave in just because we were tired of hearing her crow. Uh, and so. Well, I also thought it would be good for the girls. I did. Um, I, I did think it would be good. I, I never learned to play. I, I never learned to play a single instrument because in middle school I was in drama. I never made it to band. And um, I had braces. I couldn't play the flute. And that's what all the girls played. And I never was in the band and like, I just never learned an instrument and I always hated it, but I was going to be no help to these girls. And here was the thing. So they told me which book to get. We found Miss Eileen. I can't remember from who, um, but she was a fantastic piano teacher. I think she was recommended by someone. And um, so I got them little notebooks and what I learned through piano is really it's, it comes down on the parent and I'm not saying oh, it's always the mom. It could be the dad if the dad takes control of the piano lessons. But you start getting like all kinds of sweaty when it's piano teaching day because it's all about what Cadillac deck. It's all about the- what makes perfect. <coughs> um, the kids being there. Nope. Practice. And, and, practice makes well, perfect. Well, true. Right. Or the, there's so, always a fear that the kids will run at the back door. You know, and just dark, well, it's not even that. Dark. I mean, like the, just the practice. Like, have they practiced? And like, they ask you, the parent, have they practiced? And now, you're like lying to an adult and the kids in front it. of your kids yes. about. Yeah, it's just it's horrible. So I mean, I would just be sweating bullets. I mean, I would have to get out my like super deodorant on these days because here she comes. Now this is where it gets a little sketchy. So come to find out, Charlotte was so little. I mean, she was like three at the time. Olivia couldn't have been, maybe she was four. I don't know, but Olivia wasn't much older because she's two years difference. But Charlotte's fingers were just too small. She, could, she couldn't do it. So that got her out of it after the first week because, I mean, her fingers aren't going to grow overnight. So, and she was just like, you know, because I, I can still see Charlotte. We have a couple of those pictures just standing on her tippy toes trying to reach. The, and it's like, this is just not going to work. You know what I mean? But, you know, Olivia, she's competitive as hell. So she was going to give it a whirl and just see where this went. Well, so Miss Eileen comes in. And she drives her van up to the top of the the driveway. I don't know how I'm going to tell the story. And she gets out. And so I had put, there was a piano bench. And she had told me to put a chair beside the bench because obviously she's going to sit on the chair while Olivia, because the first week I think she just assessed them maybe standing and was like, or maybe she sat on the bench and showed them how to play and, assess the fact that Charlotte's fingers were just too small. So she she said for the next one, you know, just have a chair beside the bench because obviously she's going to sit on the chair. So I told Olivia to get a chair and, you know, she did what she was supposed to do. She goes over to the dining room and gets one of the nice Baker chairs that goes around my nice Baker dining room table. And she pulls the chair over and in comes Miss Eileen. How, how do we want to say this? What, what do you want to say about Miss Eileen? She's, she's got a lot of books. And, and it was one of those situations where, and I don't know if all piano teachers are like this, but she's got like her purse, 14 tote bags, one of those things that goes, do, do, do what's that thing called? A metronome. 
the nomin the metro, metronome that goes back and forth. She's keeps got that. Time, keeps time. And it's kind of like a big clock one. Like it's sort of like a nice one. You know what I mean? So she's got that. She's got some timer, like Flava Flav, around her neck. I mean, she meant business. Like she was the, she, you know, she didn't know what she was getting into with these girls and me. And, and I think I had told her like that you are the state piano champion. And so I think she had big, big expectations. Right. Like maybe she's going to get a medal for Olivia or something. You know what I mean? So she was in it to win it. So she comes in and does she come in? Does she hobble in? How do you want to describe this? Um, she's a big gal. As was Ms. Yeah. Redding. I think it's something about piano yeah. teachers. I think they're all big people. With big hearts and big hands. And, and we're big not being mean. No, we're no, no, no. Yeah, we're not being mean. No, she was very, you know, no, she had a bosom you'd want to cuddle in. So she sat down mm. on the chair and Olivia sat on the bench and I retreated to the bedroom because I just had to act like I was on a conference call. So that when she started questioning me about why Olivia didn't know where any note was, I don't know what's going on. Okay. Her dad was in charge of this. He's the piano player. Okay. And you weren't home. So I could just throw you under the bus. Well, I heard this crash like you've never heard. I mean, it sounded like a house, like fell in. And I went out there, and she is splayed out on the floor, and my Baker chair is in what I would call... It had become kindling that we use in the kindling. fireplace. Yes, kindling. And Olivia is young, so she's, you know, she's not going to cover anything up. And she goes, Miss Eileen broke the chair, Mom, the expensive chair, the Thanksgiving chair. I'm like, oh, my God, it's okay. It's okay. And I'm just assessing the damage. Well, she twisted her ankle because of this situation. Are you recalling this? We had to have our son come and pick her up. Do you remember all this? Uh, I, I, I think I blacked it out, blocked it out, blacked and blocked it out. So the son had to come, and then the van was stuck in our driveway, and then the son had to go home and get somebody to help him come back and get the van because it was kind of like a van for disabled people, but she wasn't disabled. Well, but maybe. But she was after she did this lesson. Right, right. So anyways, so... Then she had to recover from this. So she was out for a week. So everywhere we would go with Olivia, for whatever reason, she just wanted to throw like pennies in fountains. Because I think we had done it one time at Disney. And we're like, make a wish, you know. But I mean, we'd go places that it was like, like the dentist office. And she's like, mom, give me a penny. And she's like trying to throw it into the aquarium. I'm like, Olivia, this. This isn't like the fountain, like at Disney. This is their aquarium with goldfish in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you need to wait for a water element. And she, yeah, and she'd squeeze those little hands. And I'd be like, what are you doing? I'm just praying. I'm just praying. Well, probably a week later, after all this coin throwing and praying, we were just like, what is going on? And we thought she'd found God. You know what I mean? Just right. overnight. And so Miss Eileen's son calls and says, I have really bad news. Miss Eileen has broken both of her legs. Do you remember this, Kenny? And she yes. is in traction. Yes, I remember it. And she is not going to be able to continue the teaching. Now, a part of me thought maybe she'd just saying that. You know what I mean? But that seemed extreme. Like I've come up with some really good excuses, but that's extreme. But, you know, but then I realized that, no, she, in fact, she was because, you know, he was like, she's going to miss the girls so much. And maybe you can bring them over to the house to see her. And I'm like, yes, let me see what I can do. And so I remember I was standing down where the piano was and I said, Olivia, you know, come here a minute. And she came out like to where the, you know, landing part of the stairs are. And I said, I have really bad news. I said, Miss Eileen has broken both of her legs and she is in traction and she is not going to be able to teach you anymore. And she comes running down the stairs and she yep. goes, Mama, My prayer is so powerful. Prayers have been answered. Prayer is so powerful. 
She was, I said, what are you talking she about? She praying. said, I didn't pray for her to break. Yeah, she said, I didn't pray for her to break both her legs, but I just prayed, please, God, get me out of these piano right, right. lessons. Right. Make her unable to come back. Well, she did. Wow. It reminds me of a story. Are we done with that one? Because that's a great story. Uh, it reminds me yes. of another story. Uh, Olivia and Charlotte have always been somewhat competitive and, and, and not been the most communicative of, of siblings. And I believe it was Charlotte who was really upset one day. They were probably three and five, five and seven. I don't know. Charlotte was very upset one day because Olivia wasn't sharing the crayons. And so Charlotte said to you or me, I don't remember which one it was or both of us or I don't know. But, but, but Charlotte said, you know, Olivia's not sharing the crayons. And, and, and one of us said to Olivia, Olivia, you need to share crayons with your little sister. Okay. This is crazy. You need to share. Sharing makes the world go round. Uh, and and right. so she looks at her pile of crayons, her Crayolas, 64, in the box. And we see her reaching for the box, and she flips the flips the top. Remember the uh, they were they were they had like stairs, you know, the big ones, uh, the big Crayola. Yes, yeah, had like <laughs> yes. stairs. Uh, and she she opens it up, and he's like, go to the different levels of the crayons. And she reaches for one, and we we're waiting to see which color she's going to present to her little sister. And she presents the color white. Oh my God! Gives her little yeah. sister a white crayon, a white freaking crayon. Brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant. I well, I, not I, I wanted bit. to just yeah. huh? Well, it was it was brilliant. Um, just such a uh, I don't know. I loved it. This is one of my favorite stories of our yeah. youngins. Uh, Miss Eileen, she she passed recently, I believe, or, or sometime. Did I she? I think know she did. Yeah, I think it's really sad. I think she did. Yeah. Yeah. But she always had that tote I mean, bag, that, that piano teacher tote bag. That's you know? what I'm saying. Yeah. She had like totes and totes and totes. I'm going to tell you something. We, you know, listen, between her and Miss Eva, who was our nanny for a while, the stories that we could tell. Oh, my Lord, Jesus. But we will not do no that idea. here. Yeah, we won't do that here. No, we will not. But man, do we have them. It'll be in the book. Mm. We're approaching episode 500. Where are we? Do we have any idea? You said you could I mean, look, I can certainly look. Go see if you can yeah, check that you, out. Yes, okay. You work on... Whatever we're doing. Okay. I'm uh, just going to say that uh, we're approaching episode 500 of this podcast. The, the, the average podcast lasts for three episodes. That's it. When, when podcasts are launched, the average podcast is live for just three episodes before somebody says, I'm done. Because there's a great deal of work to it. And I think that people uh, have no idea the amount of work on the back end and the front end and preparing and uh, curating content and things like that. Whatever your podcast is about, you, you have to be prepared to... Uh, to, to live it and, and to talk about it. And, and ours is classified, uh, Cadillac Jack, my second act classified uh, in music and also entertainment news. And, and thanks to you and your loyalty, after nearly 500 episodes, we remain in the top 100 nationwide each week. And we're grateful for that. Um, where was I going with this? Mm. Episode number 500? Yes, go ahead. I know. How on. many episodes we have? I don't know. <clears throat> We have an ask of you, and that is, if you would, recommend the podcast to at least three people in your circle, whether it's people you work with every day, whether it's people that you uh, sit next to in the pew or church on Sunday, maybe it's somebody in your neighborhood, somebody you play bridge with or uh, canasta, whatever the case, you know, whatever, whatever little game you're playing with the hens. Uh, talk about the podcast, suggest the podcast, and uh, kind of like a personal endorsement from you of this podcast. Podcast discovery is the biggest challenge podcasters have, meaning there's so many out there. It's tough to be discovered. It's tough to be found. Uh, and so your recommendation, your personal endorsement helps us to be found with your friends and family, neighbors and coworkers. And we're grateful for that endorsement. Cadillac Jack and Donna, My Second Act podcast with the App and Podcast Network. 
I, I don't see the number, but I do feel like it used to be there. Pop Peep, Stacey Brown, and Raleigh found it at one point. She was the last person to send me a number. And it's been about a year. We may be past 500. Who knows? I don't know. We'll figure that out. If somebody can figure out what episode number we're on and shoot us a text, either one of us, or reach out on social media, we'll, we'll shoot you a couple Cadillac and Donna the Bear 925 uh, do-gooder T-shirts. Yeah, because you would be a do-gooder. You would for helping us out, being like mm -hmm. a uh, uh, an independent contractor <laughs> in, uh, producer for no money, just T-shirts. Yeah. Appreciate that very much. Uh, since the beginning, Donna from Gallery Furniture has been a part of this podcast and a part of this dream and a part of this project that... Uh, you know, when we launched, it was right before the pandemic. Uh, episode one dropped about uh, mid-January of 2019. Pandemic hit, depending on how you vote, but uh, in your calendar, but uh, we'll say March of 2019. So we were just two and a half, two months into the podcast when the pandemic hit. I found my uh, driving orders the other day at the house. I was cleaning some boxes out. Remember when we had, you know, you could be on the road yes. during the pandemic. You couldn't drive anywhere. You couldn't go yes. to work unless you were a non-essential, or no, I'm sorry, an essential employee. And, and we were classified technically because of the podcast. We weren't in radio at this point yet uh, as essential employees in the media with the Appen Media Group and Appen Podcast Network. So we had letters on letterhead from the Appen Media Group and signed by Hans Appen, uh, the leader of uh, the Appen Media Group, that said, listen, uh, Cadillac Jack, Donna Jack, they're employees of Appen Media. They're to be on the road reporting, I don't know, about the latest uh, – the latest uh, mask deal at Walgreens or something. I don't know. But 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 I found mine the other day, and it was very nostalgic. And it kind of, you know, I, for me, Donna, it's tough to imagine that world that we lived in for uh, for a little while. And our lives just shut down. Just shut, I know. Just shut the F down, you know? But with yeah, us I know since it's the crazy. has been Donna from Gallery Furniture. And uh, they have furniture for every room in your house at great prices. And uh, same location for nearly four, well, for over 40 years now. 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Donna, talk about your Donna and gallery. Yeah, so I grew up with her. And um, when I grew up with her, I, I've said before, it was always like a big like treat if she asked you to be in one of the um, gallery furniture commercials with her dad. I just want to say, and I'm going to talk to her about this, I was never asked to be in one, you know? And it was always Heidi Lummis. She got to be the pumpkin or she got to be the, I don't know, the little elf in the Christmas commercial. And like, I, I didn't, I didn't get asked to be in it. I don't know. And it was like a big deal. Cause you got to travel downtown. You got to travel to where they, you know, the super station, which if you're a long time, like Atlanta native, you know, that was what the Braves played on. That's how they got to be known as America's team. And they really were like when, you know, in the eighties and nineties and even, you know, they, Donna and the Wolfman were celebrities around town. Um, and that's how, you know, if you're really from Atlanta, if you remember, you know, the Wolfman and Donna. However, um, you know, when her dad passed, there was never a discussion of not continuing the tradition of gallery furniture. She had worked beside him, um, you know, since she was a little girl, had helped out in the, you know, in the showroom, had, had listened to him and how he treated customers. And so there was just never a question of whether that, you know, the company was going to continue. And she took the reins of it. And she's done a fantastic job. And she works a lot. I mean, it's, Again, it's it's hard work. I mean, moving furniture, tying up furniture, you know, and it's seven days a week. She's there seven days a week. So um, it's a business that she cares greatly about. And the reason she does is because of the people that she interacts with and people who come up and buy furniture from her, people who every single time we're up there, Caddy, it's like someone comes in and they're like, you sold my daughter furniture. You sold my mother furniture, you know. 
Um, and so this is just a great tradition. So if you have not been there, we continue to say, please stop in and see all of the great furniture that they have out on their showroom. She's got multiple warehouses that she can pull things from, and she can custom order you furniture as well. She can also get you guaranteed financing with just uh, six months on the job and a checking account. That's it. All right. They also have uh, gallery uh, accessories, wall art, throws, pillows, baskets, uh, poofs. What's a poof, Donna? P-O-U-F. What is that? Is that oh, code? that's that thing. I have two of no, I have two of those. You know, the things that I have all around my house that you put your feet on top of? Uh, like a massage, foot massager? No, 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 like like an ottoman, but it's more okay. furry. A poof. Yeah. P-O-U-F. I've never seen that before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mirrors, candle holders, rugs, plus uh, uh, great furniture for every room in your home, whether it's the living room, dining room, bedroom, home office, uh, outdoors. They're going to take care of you at Gallery Furniture. Become part of the Gallery Furniture family. Ask for the Wolfman.com. Our thanks also to Atlanta's hometown airline Delta for their support of this podcast. T-Mobile has been in for a long, long, long time. If you're paying more than 50 bucks a month for home internet service, you're getting screwed. T-Mobile.com. Fayetteville Ford, home of the lifetime powertrain warranty, and now Fayetteville Ford mobile service, FayettevilleFordGA.com. And Brightmore Healthcare, Brightmore Hospice, BrightmoreHealthcare.com, and Awesome Alpharetta. Come play a while, stay a while, find your awesome at Awesome Alpharetta, and we're so excited about that, uh, the concert season uh, that's upcoming, and we had the announcement uh, in the last episode of this podcast, all the crazy fun you're going to have at these shows. Uh, My gosh, so many great shows coming. Donna going to be stumbling around at Mirrors Bank Amphitheater in Awesome Alpharetta. I hope so. Just shaking her head like Tonic Attain in that White Snake video. Join us weekdays, 5.30 till 10 a.m. Eastern. Atlanta's the Bear 92.5's Cadillac and Donna Jack the Jacks as we wake you up five mornings a week. Uh, you can listen wherever you are. Doesn't matter where you are. Just download the free Bear 92.5 app in the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. Uh, if you are in Atlanta, specifically the south side of Atlanta, uh, be weather aware today on Upload Day as these uh, tornadoes are forecast again one year to the day that uh, many, many folks' lives were changed with multiple tornadoes on the, on the ground at the same time. A year ago to the day today. So uh, be weather aware. Help those out around you. Check in with your friends and your coworkers and your neighbors, and let's help each other out and just uh, pray. The power of prayer. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen, production assistance from Steve Mitchell at Ingo Studios in Atlanta. I-G-N, no, I-N-G-O, Ingo Studios. There's another jingle, Don. I've, I've got a new revenue stream. Hmm, singing, okay. Producing, writing, and singing jingles. Oh, I love that. Low-budget jingles, but uh, jingles for sure. Uh, Mitchell is executive producer of The Morning Show with the Bear 985 and also consults the podcast. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. Cadillac Jack, my second act part of the App and Podcast Network. Oh, 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 oh,